Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the folks, Zeke. Hello, hello. Good to be back in the saddle. Uh, not nice to get some uh, some fun time here with John and enjoy some some good pours. Yeah, we've had a nice afternoon. We've done something that I don't think any other show has done. I could be wrong. I, I should do some research before I make bold statements like that, but I've never seen another show pick an OWA pick of the year. Oh, we're picking a pick of the year? Yeah, this is the pick of the year. Oh, wow. I didn't know we were being that bold. I mean, yeah. there's some still to come. Are, are there more to come? Both of our favorite stores have picks coming. Oh. So we're picking our OWA pick up until October 25th. <laughs> Of 2018, uh, so the OWA pick for quarters one, two, and three of the calendar year. Uh, it will be left to see what happens with Q4. I think there's a couple of these that we could definitely take on. And uh, to me, we just you know have to uh, purposely not drink down what we have left in these bottles and just add those other two to an even larger blind with a. Maybe even more friends from both stores. I think that would be a very good idea. I know who will win the best mustache, though. (laughs) I'm telling you, I want to take a picture before we leave today because it is, it is kind of getting handlebarry on the side. Oh no! Somebody told me the other day, like, "Oh, hey, sir, nice (laughs) mustache." Whatever you want to call it, dude. I just want to go, like, you know, in uh, Austin Powers when. Uh, ben Savage or has the mole or is it Fred Savage? Ben Savage with Boy Meets World. Fred Savage was Wonder Year. So it was Fred Savage. He had the mole and Austin Powers and all Austin Powers said was like mole, 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 mole. You, that was that was entirely a savage conversation, John. <laughs> all, all I want to do when I see you is just go like move your van. It's near hey, the look, playground. I will say to any other dad that enjoys the few uh, humorous and or, you know, kind of poking and prodding moments that you get to have once the kids come along and all the other jazz compared to uh, the single life. The mustache has been fun. I mean, we had some neighbor thing the other day and, you know, we went there and they're serving, uh, you know, bagels and cream cheese. And, you know, there's like three cream cheeses. So I put a, about a third of each one on, you know, that portion of the bagel just so I could eat one bagel and taste all the cream cheese. Well, you know, inevitably it's going to get in the mustache and seeing as a lot of people we don't really know. And Amy expects me to act even more um, refrained, I guess. Oh man, there was cream cheese all up in this thing. It was golden. I just kept like digging it in every bite. Well, do kids run from you right no, now? No, most of my kids love me. No, your kids are going to love you, but like, do other kids that you don't know, are they scared? Like, when I go to daycare, no one looks, they don't even notice this thing. They don't think that you're going to offer them candy? No, they're not old enough. They're three. I'm just saying, I mean, that thing is completely over the upper lip. That thing's about to like have eyes of its own and arms and pop out and talk to me. Tater's going to (laughs) hate. Speaking of which, let's move along to this Weller. So for those of you that don't know, Old Weller Antique is a weeded bourbon mash bill. It is undisclosed what the percentages are. So we know that besides corn, it's wheat, 
and barley that's also used. This is the same recipe of Old Rip Van Winkle 10 year. It's just aged a little bit longer. The proof is still going to be the same. This is all, a lot of people have lots of things that they say about Weller and bring the mystique up a little bit more. What we did is we went to some of our favorite stores and we got some of the favorite store picks that, and this is all over the country, and one was a private pick even. We had one friend that said there was a sample he sent us and said you have to include this in the blind. So we, we've we gone through, we have the No Flippers pick from Jack's Fremont. We have Welcome to the Jungle, which was a split pick from Pause for the Cause and Legacy. That is a private group and a, a charity group. We have Pool Water from Tippins Market. Shout out to Dom up in Michigan. We have Grandpa's Wallet, which is Lincoln Road. Jamie Ferris, one of our favorite people. Everybody loves Jamie. And then last but not least, we have Cap and Cork, which was the one that one of our friends said we had to include in this. The All four of the first ones I said we know are non-chill filtered. This Cap and Cork, we do not know if it's non-chill filtered. Most likely not is what I was told. Um he didn't say we had to include it. Just thought it would be fun, and as a, I guess a, a better angling. We didn't necessarily reach out to these stores for bottles. Um, they were honestly just kind enough to include us in uh, some of these that we've acquired. Yeah, the uh, stores we, we, did. We, we, we certainly appreciate that. Yeah, the stores didn't give us these bottles. Let, let's be honest. So just not to get them in trouble. Um, you know, it, it is people that go. Frequently, stores that we are friends with that help us out, or cost and ship, or some other means. But um, we're, we're we're definitely happy the way to have the bottles. Just didn't want to give the impression that they would have been you know provided to us or are sent to us for any means. No, Zeke, hundred percent. That that is a great disclaimer. I'm glad you got that out there. So Weller Antique is said to be around seven years. It, there is no age statement on the the bottle. Um, you know, as we're going through this, there, there are going to be typical notes that we get from all of this. You're, you're always going to get vanilla, cinnamon, nutmeg, all that kind of stuff on the nose. We'll talk about that when we go through these actual tasting notes. But one thing I should mention is, you know, we talk about these as the notable OWAs up until this point of the year, but... I would almost say there's not a lot of notable OWAs besides these this year, and that's not an offense to anyone. I almost wonder, and let's just talk about this for a second before we get into it. You know, CYPB came out this year, and we all know that that is a weeded bourbon. It's 95 proof, but, you know, is that affecting the other bottles in the Weller line and not like a WSR. So it's not like a Weller special reserve is going to be affected by that. But would a Weller antique store pick? Because, you know, those are the things. Weller 12 is not going to get store picks out of it. Occasionally you get a Weller special reserve store pick, but the the picks really come from Weller Antique, do we think 
that because CYPB was released this year that it has had a negative effect on the selection program for Weller 107. I mean, I don't know about we, but I've been uh, uh, harping on this for a minute. Granted, we haven't been uh, able to get together and do a show, but um, I know there's a few guys out there that we message from time to time and whatnot, or I message, but to me, all, all signs point to you know Buffalo Trace really pulling all the cherry barrels they had. I mean, not all of them per se, but a strong number. I don't know how exactly big that small batch, quote unquote, of CYPB was, but it does have an eight-year age statement. None of these picks, at least that we know the age of, have hit eight years even when bottled. And granted, you know, CYPB was 95 proof, and it is super sweet. Nose and up front. I mean, if you listen to the episode we did with the Firewater guys, I mean, it, it's a just a, a cherry expression of, you know, Weller Special Reserve, essentially, in, in my world at least. But, I mean, I, I really think for them to be able to get that eight-year age statement on the back of that label, and for as big as what I assume that, you know, batch or blending was, I mean, I really think somebody went through and tasted a whole bunch of barrels and said, hey, we're going to make this really good and sweet because, I mean, it it is. It's just, it's just a super sweet, but at the proof point, doesn't have a whole lot on the back end. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that the better stuff, and if you think about what Buffalo Trace is going to make out of it, you know, these on the secondary market may go for 100 to 150, but, you know, Buffalo Trace is going to make more money off of CYPB than they are over Weller Antique. And this is something that we should mention that Weller Antique goes for about 25 bucks retail. And 25? Yeah. John, you got amnesia? It's at least 35 by now. No. It's, I, maybe that's, maybe that's what they suggest, but I, I don't, I I haven't seen one at less than 35 in a while. And that's in anywhere. I haven't seen one over 30. For the ones I bought this year. You bought one. No, I bought more than one. <laughs> I bought Reds. I bought Main Street. I bought, you know, there, there's a few of them out there that have hit Nashville that are still not over 30. Really? Yeah. Weller Antique in and of itself is something that typically does not go over 30. I know that, you know, for those of you that, that bought the Lincoln Road, it was a package deal along with their... Um, Peerless... Yeah, it was along with their Peerless that that it was a package deal to get the OWA. You know, Welcome to the Jungle was a a charity pick. So there there was a lot more than 25 because there was money that was being donated to charity for Pause for the Cause from Legacy. Um, You know, the the Tippins, I I know you got the, the No Flippers. I actually made a trade to get the local picks. I haven't paid over 30. Huh. But, you know, to that degree, and, you know, part of the reason, you know, some of these picks are here on the table is simply from either, you know, the guys that were on the pick and or having a reputation of, of doing really good picks. But that being said, you know, like John mentioned earlier, I really haven't seen a, a ton of, you know, crazy hype from any tasting, et cetera, uh, of OWA picks this year of just saying, man, you know, this is just flat out the, the tit, so to speak. Yeah, I mean... Now you were you were at the Welcome to the Jungle pick though, right? I was. I um, 
there, there was a lot of faces and names there that, uh, you know, people off the boards and whatnot. I definitely felt like we took the best barrel that was available to us at the time. But, you know, to a large degree, that's what a lot of picks are. And I think people can get a, a misconception or, or perception of things that a pick is, you know, you're not walking through the ricks with a master stiller or, or you're not walking through the ricks, period. Um, no, it's it's four or five barrels that they wheel three. out to you. They rolled out three, even kind of more laughable and, and I would say harder to the experience. We were in the, the warehouse that has all the Blantons and stuff in it. And it was directly, at least that day, downwind from where they were distilling. So literally like flying through these windows is just the aroma basically of the yeast. And it was almost like young beer. I mean, I... <laughs> I had to walk around a corner and go halfway into a, a, an aisle of a rick to be able to nose because that stench was just so predominant. Like, why do I keep smelling fermented beer or something? Like, what? The, well, yeah. and and a lot of this, right? And and that's a great point that you bring up. A lot of this is going to be, you know, how well do you have a connection within the distillery determines what barrels they're going to pull out, and you know, distilleries will say that. They, they just kind of pull out randomly some for everyone, but we do know that, you know, well, if you have a really good relationship with them, there, there's some that they've had their eyes on that, or, you know, there are certain types of things that you might be able to get over uh, other things. We know that some distilleries, you know, you take Russell's Reserve or for Roses, there are warehouses or recipes that people are uh, seeking to get picks from, or they might be able to have go to more than one warehouse and and try different things from that. Buffalo Trace is much more rigid on their barrel selection program, and that's not a knock against them. It's just like, hey, this is what we have. You have these three barrels. You get to pick from these. I mean, I think honestly, <clears throat> at least from what I've seen and, and or been on, other than Four Roses where you're going to get six to eight, hopefully, different mashes, it, it's slim pickings. I mean... Knob Creek had three rise out there barrels for one pick. The bourbon, we picked two, but still there's only four barrels. This pick, there was three barrels rolled out. And I'm sure for the stores that are fortunate enough to get multiple barrel picks, it would at least seem to me they have been less enthused recently with those picks because you now see some stores doing micro batches. I think it's the term they use. Which I assume, you know, they take the two, three, four, maybe even five barrels they're allotted and they're just simply putting them all together on their own or telling, you know, Buffalo Trace, hey, just put these in a small vat. Let's bottle them all. I mean, at least to me, um, you know, it's like whatever the Blanton's uh, slogan is, you know, the, the, the power or the amazingness of a, a single barrel and whatever it says. Well, these people picking these things, you got to believe They've been impressed by plenty of single barrels. For them, for them to make a micro batch out of two to five barrels, that doesn't tell me they were amazed by all of them. It tells me the opposite. They're just like, oh, well, you know, these are fun and, and nice picks, but none of them have that single quality of, this is the one. It tells me something is missing, yeah. and they are hoping that if one has a really good finish and one has a really good you know, taste, you hope that you put them together and it balances itself out. Yep. And that's really what you're looking for at the end of the day. So, you know, we have these, uh, 
I could go through. They're all 107 proof. Uh, so there's nothing really to talk to discern them. I want you to know that when we rank these, it's nothing on the stores because it's Zeke uh, laid it out pretty perfectly. It's, you know, each store is going to get three barrels that come out and they're going to pick the best one they have on the day. Uh, we just want to tell you, we figured it would be a little fun to say what's our favorite one so far this year to October 25th, our favorite OWA pick that's come out so far. Sounds like a good plan. Let's fast forward that tape. We're going to go ahead and do a little bit of a tasting. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back in the break. We tasted five different OWA picks that have come out so far this year. We tasted no flippers from Jack's Fremont. Welcome to the Jungle, which was a split barrel between Pause for the Cause and Legacy. We tasted pool water from Tippin's Market. We tasted Grandpa's Wallet from Lincoln Road, and we tasted Cap and Cork. Now, you and I have very similar situations in which, and, and I completely forget the order <laughs> that you gave me. So I'm going to need you to give it to me again in my one through five. But we had very similar situations in which one stood out to each of us for different reasons. And then the rest of them, it was kind of like we had one favorite, and then the rest were all good. Yeah, we really got to a point of um, splitting hairs for the most part. And John and I were sitting there killing each other, and you know, two and three times working back through these glasses. And he says, well, I at least know which one's my favorite. I said, me too. The rest of it's splitting hairs, and anytime I write down a, a number for one of these, then I taste the other one, and you know it shifts up and down, whatever. So, uh, for, for lack of time, and he and I sitting here and scratching our heads and other parts of our bodies, and only getting more confused, we thought we would share notes for everything we had, and then also say ultimately what we thought was the best. And you know, again, rankings like this, it. it it's also hard to say an order for everything because simply the margin of error is so significantly less. I mean, you're, this isn't day and night difference. This isn't, you know, rank on a scale of, you know, 50 to 100, one's 50, one's 100. All these are hitting well in the 90s. No one's going to complain about having any of them. Um, you know, honestly, we just happen to be fortunate enough to have these at our, um, you know, enjoyment and just want to share. No, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I'm very fortunate to have tasted all of these. I think these are very, very good OWA picks. I would not be sad to have any of these. There are some that you know we like better than others, but once we get to this point and we are tasting five picks of the same thing, we really are, as you said, splitting mustache hairs to determine which one we like better and which one we like worse. These things say mine's longer. I trim mine up. I, I have no problem trimming my beard. I want it to look neat and clean and professional. I, I don't want to look like I drive a van. <laughs> the van drivers have short stashes. Look how broad this thing is. This is work. This is grooming. I'm just saying. Every time I walk in Carruthers, all I hear is, that stash is looking good. Yeah, and consider that it's guys telling you that. Like, everybody else thinks you, your name's Chester. That's fine. I'll let them know what you think. Chester or Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> 
as you and I were talking and, and we didn't even get this far, I'm kind of curious what you think. I know we said the nose for these were pretty similar except for two of them. For me, the noses that actually stood out and they were the ones that I had stars next to. I said the legacy nose stuck out and the grandpa's wallet nose stuck out. So welcome to the jungle and grandpa's wallet. Those were the two noses that I thought were a little bit different than the others because everything else was vanilla, cinnamon, nutmeg, your normal stuff. Those were the two that had a little bit of oak on the nose and, and a little bit uh, dark, maybe had some chocolate notes to it. Just something that was a little bit different than the other ones. I will say that the the nose on the jacks shifted after a while, but those noses that were very, very consistent for me were uh, Welcome to the Jungle and Grandpa's Wallet. Um, laughably at least, because honestly, John and I don't really share notes. I, I hide mine like a little kid in fifth grade, if anything, from him. Um, I had the similar experience. Um, I thought one and two it was a toss-up between the best nose. Um, it was a balance, but a good balance between the amount of alcohol versus the amount of aroma that came off and everything from that. Um, I thought that the Lincoln Road Grandpa's Wallet had a, a darker aroma tone to it. I mean, it just it seemed to have the, a, a darker memory in place. Um, whereas the Legacy, the nose on that one, um, it really seemed to be a much sweeter nose, uh, much more candies and other things. Whereas um, the Lincoln Road, I would just go like, you know, dried fruits or something. So it's funny that you say that. And, and it's really funny you say that because my note, my tasting note, and this is a perfect reason why um, your know, palates are subjective. I think you and I get the same notes a lot of times. And, and I don't even think we've talked about this on the podcast a lot. I think you and I get the same notes a lot of times, but we just have different likes. So my notes for Legacy, and I will tell you that Grandpa's Wallet, if I had to pick a second, that's probably the second one for me. But my notes for the Legacy uh, Welcome to the Jungle were, it was so creamy. It was the creamiest one that coated your mouth the most. And I said, vanilla, butterscotch, caramel, candy. It is like the chewy nougat candy filling when you bite into a candy bar. like Or just something that's just going to coat your whole mouth. And I had the most kind of mouthfeel experience with that. That legacy, uh, Welcome to the Jungle over the Grandpa's Wallet from Lincoln Road. Not and, and again, this is splitting hairs because for Grandpa's Wallet, for me, I said it had nice spice. It probably had the nicest spice out of all of them. And it actually gave a tingle. And then I got leather, butterscotch, and it lingered nicely, but it was a dry linger. And that that's kind of the, the differentiators between the two. So one kind of like stuck in... And it was chewy in my mouth, where the other one kind of was was a little more dry in my mouth, but I enjoyed them both. I'm going to go the opposite direction and say it was the fact that we had uh, five of the same bottlings. Kind of led us down the same path, just because, you know, I like looking at our notes, but they're always funny. For me, the Lincoln Road, palette-wise, I thought it was a little faint, honestly, at first. And then I got some really interesting blend of cherry and honeydew which kind of went against the nose, but the lack of any kind of oak that was there, 
the nice sweet between candy plus fruit plus really a strong nose. Uh, that's why overwhelmingly just, okay, I can pick a winner. I can't rank these one to five, but Lincoln Road out of these five takes it for me. And then I'm, I'm confident and comfortable saying that. So Zeke, we, as we're going through this, right, you gave your notes for Lincoln Road. I gave my notes for both Lincoln Road and Legacy. What, what, what do you think about that? Welcome to the jungle pick. Um, the, the Legacy Welcome to the Jungle, I thought the nose, again, those that and Lincoln Road are my top two. Um, to me, this one was much sweeter. When I got to the palate portion of it, um, it took a minute for me to really get into it, so to speak. Um, and even then, uh, I, I got I put down cola with cherry, not cherry cola. Just simply that makes sense, as in it wasn't like a, a cherry forward tasting, but it was... A cherry colish, but I don't know. Sorry, that's kind of quirky, but I, I put one in front of the other instead of vice versa. No, that's fair. That's fair. You know, moving on, these other ones, they still weren't bad. I I, I like the Tippins pool water. I, I liked it for me because it almost had a little bit of chocolate in it, but I got oak tannins, leather, but I almost got a little bit of chocolate in those tasting notes. What, what about you? I thought nose-wise... Um, it was just much more alcohol forward. I put alcohol ahead of the sweetness. I mean, it was, you know, a one-two punch, but that alcohol definitely hit you first. And then tasting-wise, it was somewhat thick. Got some singe out of it. Uh, a little bit of that cherry Luden's flavor, which, you know, find in a lot of the OWAs. <clears throat> I did pick up some oak toward the back, and that seemed to be there a little more, which I guess, you know, looking at this, all signs would point to balanced. But I guess in whatever reason, at least especially tasting all these together, that range of balance was much more broader than, you know, struck my fancy, at least uh, this particular day anyway. Yeah. Moving on to the Jacks, though. Um, the Jacks, the nose shifted for me after a while. And it was one of those ones. And, and you know, um, I love shifty nose and, and shifty palate uh, bourbons because you can gives you fodder for discussion but this was probably the one that tasted most not like the others this was probably the one that was a little bit of an outlier to me and that's not in a bad way i really really like this bottle and i'm so happy i have this bottle but it was probably the one that was most off from the other ones and and if you're thinking about off profile wellers that have come out this year this is probably one of the better ones of what we've seen. And I definitely agree that you, you like this bottle. I, I think you sleep with this in one hand and, you know, the barrel head in the other. I wish I had the barrel head, uh, but uh, there are plenty of other people that are better than me that have picked this bottle. Oh, I meant the dad's barrel head. Sorry. Oh, no. Yeah. I think I think those two things are equally as close to your body every night. <laughs> um, it's funny. I didn't think of it being off profile, honestly, working through it. I put down nose, much less aroma and alcohol, and this was after um, the pool water, which probably even provided more of a, a stark difference. Uh, Tasting-wise, got some sweet sin in there, um, which is kind of funny to get that, considering there's no rye and a wheater. Uh, also got a good cherry flavor, some singe kicked up. And then on the, the back end, honestly, I got corn out of the back, no oak. Um, it wasn't young corn, but that was definitely, you know, where I would, 
equate that flavor to. So uh, I guess in jest and looking at these notes in retrospect, I, I would have to agree it was the most off profile of these. And again, just, you know, it just moved in a different path. So the cap and cork, I find it funny because we know that one is most likely chill filtered. And my note for this one was probably the thinnest tasting out of all of these, predominantly vanilla and leather, um, but it was the thinnest to me. And I know that some people say that chill filtering doesn't really affect taste, but for whatever reason, it could just be that this bottle, is, you know, this barrel was a little bit different, but it was probably the thinnest tasting to me. Nose-wise, for me, I thought it was a little faint at times, but also it was a very sweet nose. Um, tasting through it, I had a similar experience. It, it, you know, it took a, a sip or two to, to pick it up and uh, see what it had to offer. But then once I got into it, uh, it had some sweetness, had a little bit of oak here and there. Um, but the oak wasn't at the back. It was more toward the, the middle front. And even picked up what I felt like was, um, you know, malt toward the back end. And at least to me, you know, when we originally tried to rank these as far as a one through five perspective, I just kept wanting to give this a three simply because I felt like it was a, a middle bottle, so to speak. Um, it didn't wow or, or impress or, or knock my socks off in any single direction, uh, nose or palate or finish and whatnot. But if I was wanting to show somebody, you know, why people glamour over OWA picks, I felt like this is it. And, you know, broad spectrum, it would hit more palettes than maybe some of these others, um, just depending on the, the person or the mood. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. But all in all, I, I think these prove that there are still some good OWA picks that have come out this year. I, I would like to just give a round of applause. To all the people that made these picks, because I do think they are all good picks. Uh, I'm happy to have had them. But, you know, I, I kind of lean more towards that Welcome to the Jungle and the Grandpa's Wallet. I would probably put the Jackson Tippins tied for third and that Kappa Cork fourth for me. Oh, funny you picked the Legacy number one. Uh, at least one of the guys uh, that was on that pick usually has a good palate. A broken palate. <laughs> John, that's your logo. No, that's your logo. It's it's a staple now. John Edwards and the Broken Palette Club. I don't know why you think that. Nobody else thinks that. You're the only person that thinks that. Uh, but if you, you know, I, I want to keep, every time you say that, I just want to look at you and say, stop trying to make fetch a thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> One thing that you can make a thing is join our Facebook group, Dad's Drinking Bourbon. There's like 1,400 people in it now. It's a great place that you can go to interact with us, talk about the show, talk about what you're drinking that night, talk about any questions you have with bourbon. It's a very welcoming community, but you know we do razz each other a little bit. Go ahead and go on that. Find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us on Twitter at Bourbon Dad's. You can find this podcast on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Podknife, TuneIn, TuneOut. You can find it on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the different Stitcher, all of the different uh, podcast apps. Whichever one your favorite one is, we are most likely on it. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Most days right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, 
again, we're, we're working with a little more limited availability than normal, but we're, we, and by we, I mean I, are getting back into the flow of things. Should you be in town, passing through, etc., certainly give us a heads up, and we will do what we can to, uh, you know, share some pours. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And, you know, just to try and circle back to, I think, an original uh, theme or thought we had going into this blind here. Yes, yeah, some great folks have a tendency to pick better barrels, but it's all about what's rolled out for you at the end of the day, and none of us can really, you know, force that hand. And I think for any pick I've been on, you know, you just walk away and hope to have picked the best thing that was offered, and, and that's what it is. Do I still think that OWA picks this year are subpar? I, I think I do. Um, I'm not sure about John. He may be on a different track, but uh, I really think uh, Buffalo Trace, that they pulled some really good barrels that would have had a little more age and uh, went for the hype beast that uh, CYPD turned into. Well, I would agree with you, and I don't even want to get started because I feel like we were duped on the uh, CYPB because we, we, you know, we talked about that before on our CYPB episode, but I feel like everybody filled out that thing to craft your perfect bourbon and just thought it was something that you could mess around with while you were working and do different mash bills. And then all of a sudden they said, oh yeah, we got all that data and we took all your feedback and we made this bourbon, but it wasn't. You know, I, I must have done that thing 30 times, you know. That age, that eight-year age statement was not a fluke by any means. But I do think that there has been somewhat of an effect on the other Wower releases this year. I'm not saying, I'm saying that these are... If, no, if, I'm, I'm saying I agree with you. You said you didn't know how I stand. I'm telling you how I stand. Listen for a second. <laughs> I'm just saying the, these... I, I think these are good picks, but I've had a lot of not good picks this year. Anyways, also leave us a five-star review. Tell us why you like us. If you don't like us, send us a message. Let's talk about it. But Zeke, we, we're, we're glad you're back. Hey, buddy. You and me both. There's no other person that I want to annoy but you. I know. I know there's no other mustache you want to stare at besides mine either. Um, <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> All right, we'll see you all next week. Cheers, folks. Night.